This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. BFM 89.9, this is The Breakfast Grill. I'm Keith Kam. Travel was a luxury for many of us from March 2020 until April 2022 as the COVID-19 pandemic made crossing international borders much more restrictive. Even state and district borders occasionally were closed to many of us. Now that everything has reopened, the travel, tourism and hospitality industries are trying to make up for lost time. Tourism Selangor, the state's official tourism promotion agency, is now working hard to recapture that tourist dollar. Azrul Shah Mohammed is the CEO of Tourism Selangor. Good morning to you. Thank you, Kit. Good morning. Azrul, tourist receipts came in at around 15.5 billion ringgit in 2019 and that half to around 7 billion in 2020, but it improved to around 10 billion in 2021. I guess it's safe to say that the bulk of these all came from domestic tourists. Could you just paint us a picture? Where are we today? Actually, uh, lots of countries still restricted their border open for example china and then the few countries are still what we call it have a lots of obstacles to be endured so when we tourism sango post pandemic we found out that the domestic tourists especially from other states coming to slango right and then uh, mostly your figure your your stats that what 7 million and so on yeah tourism slango now in terms of recovery we found out that the domestic tourists, or we call it domestic visitors also, they spend a lot. But at the same time, we are still focusing on international tourists because that is the way how to contribute the economy, especially the foreign exchange and so on, and tourism receipts. So I can assure that the numbers of visitors or tourists is now increasing, especially in terms of domestic when I was appointed in 2020, I found out that lots of Malaysians go to overseas, like Japan, Korea, and so on, during school holidays. But how did you attract them to come to Selangor? No, this is my research, our research, yeah. that before the pandemic, they fly to overseas like Korea, Japan, and Europe for travel during school holidays or whatever holidays. Then, pandemic hit, mm-hmm. COVID-19, and after post-pandemic, we track them through our promotion, such as we call it our campaign called Pusing Selangor Dulu. So Pusing Selangor Dulu was very effective by promoting place like Pedifield in Skinchan, we have Sky Mirror in Kuala Selangor and so on. So they're very attracted to our promotion and they tag us on our Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok and so on. So that's why I said through our research before the pandemic hit, Malaysian people like to fly overseas mm-hmm. and they neglected local attraction, local yeah. attraction, even in their own, their own backyard, yeah. their hometown in Selangor. So that's, that's the finding that we got. But what is Tourism Selangor doing to encourage more of this travel? Yes, you have your Pusing Selangor Dulu campaign. How is that working out? After pandemic start, each tourism state in Malaysia have their own campaign. Mm-hmm. So Tourism Selangor said that we do not want to jump to the bandwagon. We want to become a trendsetter. So we, we introduced the campaign Pusing Selangor. There are lots of people like hiking and so on. So we now discovered the new traction. For example, nobody knows Sky Mirror before this in Kuala Selangor. Right. So actually for your information, there's three places in the world. One in Bolivia. It's like Sky Mirror in Kuala Selangor. One more in China. And then one in Kuala Selangor. 
So why should you go to other country? Of course, there's restriction. Then you just focus on the domestic attraction. So that's why when we discovered this trend that people would like to go to place similar to the overseas because they do not know this place. For example, we have fireflies in Kuala Selangor. We have lots of attractions such as what we call it mangrove and so on. So that's why we keep focusing on ecotourism. I want to bring up ecotourism a little bit later, but at the start of the pandemic, there was a 2.5 million ringgit one-off financial aid given to tourism players. These also came in the form of travel vouchers. and It was aimed at increasing domestic tourism via the Kita Selangor 2 program. But in the bigger scheme of things, 2.5 million ringgit over the last two years, that doesn't seem like very much. How was it used? Okay, very simple. When we introduce tourism voucher that people can redeem through e-wallet, we actually collaborate with Touch and Go, Lazada and Shopee. So, 2 million uh, worth of RM200 ringgit per voucher. So, even though the number... It's is, small. No, that, that is your point of view. Our point of view, this is the first introduction because this is unprecedented thing. Right. Pandemic. Okay. So, this is starting. So, when we say 2 million, but the spillover from this tourism voucher can be shared with friends, with families and so on. So we introduced 2 million first, and then 1 million, and then we are now introducing back next year. We have lots of what we call it program and promotion in our pipeline. So even though it looks small, but the effect is very good because we have a lot of association. We have around, what, 17 or 18 associations that work with us. Mm-hmm. So for example, when the association know that we distribute this voucher, then they get involved. Last year, we also promoting the campaign to help the travel agency because right. the most hit hard is travel agency, tourist guide and so on. So this will be an ongoing thing every year now? Actually, this year we are not ongoing because we introduced another program or another incentive. So that's why we said next year we are concentrating back on this tourism voucher and so on. How does the Selangor State Tourism 2021 to 2026 program work in this to revitalize the sector? What are some of the key points and initiatives in this plan? As the tourism promotion agency for the Selangor State Government, we are also involved, aligned with the first Selangor plan, or we call it Rancangan Selangor Pertama. Right. So to make Selangor a smart, livable and prosperous state by 2025. RS1 has four main strategies, economic strengthening, improving social inclusivity, and people's well-being, driving sustainability and smart and effective governance. That's why we also already introduced the Selangor State Tourism Master Plan, 2021 to 2026, in an effort to revitalize the sector and provide greater detail on all the efforts uh, have been drafted with the goal of contributing to the growth of tourism in the state. Well, what's your, so what's your KPI for this, like say for this year? Because just now you told me that you are seeing an improvement in tourism receipts because borders have already reopened. Yeah. What, what are your targets like? Our target like is actually before pandemic hit, we're aiming for 7 million tourists. So we are staggeredly now back to our main goal actually. So last year we managed... To get, for example, uh, I give the facts and figures. In 2021, the total number of tourists arrival to the state of Selangor is 3.19 million tourists. Mm-hmm. 77% of them are domestic tourists. 
23% are international tourists, where the performance of domestic tourist arrival recorded an increase of 7.4%. So that's why I said... That is you this may- a, what you see in a typical year, that nearly three quarters are domestic tourists and the rest foreign? Definitely, because the, the foreign tourists, our main tourists is from China, India, yeah. Japan, Korea, Saudi Arabia, and few countries. So the situation is they still open their border, but staggeredly. Yeah, but China has not opened its borders, and I think they make up maybe a third of foreign tourist arrivals to Selangor. What are you doing to attract tourists from other countries? Are you targeting any specific markets? Okay, I think a good question, Kate, because we are now focusing on ASEAN. So ASEAN, for example... We or just re- regional tourism? Yeah, Indonesia. For example, we are concentrated on medical tourism. Lots of Indonesian mm-hmm. have their own plan to come to uh, Selangor especially because Selangor, we have the most private hospital in Malaysia. We are the most. Right. So they come here to get treatment and so on. So the number of medical tourists from Indonesia are staggering. So we already talked to lots of private hospital. This cannot make up for the number of tourists from China though, right? Of course, definitely, because, okay, I give you the scenario. Before the China tourist was number one, the Middle East was number one in Selangor State. Are they and still Malaysia coming? also. Uh, are the Middle Eastern tourists still coming in? Now they're, they're coming. Because we neglected the Middle East target after the China flock in. Mm-hmm. So now we're concentrating, for example, there's Arabian travel market in Dubai, and we also participate in, in uh, lots of promotion roadshow by the Tourism Malaysia. We have a good collaboration with Tourism Malaysia. Can you help me understand something as well? I don't quite get how you obtain these statistics because Selangor's borders, as with any other state, they are open. Everybody travels in and out. How do you quantify the number of foreign and local tourists? Are these people who stay in the state in hotels for a certain number of nights? How does it work? Okay. A tourist must stay in a hotel. Okay. A visitor just come. For example, we have cruise tourism. They're docking in the port for eight hours. Yeah. That is called visitor. And then the spend. Tourism receipt is actually the survey conducted by Tourism Malaysia in the tourism attraction. So that's why the define of the word, actually we have the facts and figures. For domestic tourists, it's measured by Department of Statistics of Malaysia. For the international tourists, by Tourism Malaysia. So we gathered the data from them, but we also do our own survey. That's why when we conduct a survey in the top attraction in Selangor State, we see how, how much they spend, how much they actually spend their time. For example, domestic people. Some of them become visitors because they come to Selangor, they spend, they go to, for example, water theme park and so on. They go there, just eat there, go to the water theme park, have fun. Maybe they stay in Klang Valley, in Kuala Lumpur. Maybe the border state. Maybe they stay at their friend's house or their relative's house. So they are still defined as a visitor, not a tourist. So that's the number that we get is actually valid because it's from Department of Statistics Malaysia and Tourism Malaysia. On the breakfast grill this morning is Azrul Shah Mohammed, the CEO of Tourism Selangor. In a little while, we'll find out what Azrul thinks is Selangor's strongest selling point and how he plans to market that to the world. BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. BFM 89.9, welcome back. On The Breakfast Grill this morning is Tourism Selangor's CEO, Azrul Shah Mohammed. 
Azrul, I want to talk about what Selangor tourism depends on. I mean, I was looking at your financials. It's running at a loss with declining revenues. How does Selangor tourism sustain itself and the programs that you have and are planning to have? Actually, we don't call it declining. Okay. Actually, because the situation is unprecedented. I, I mentioned again, it's not declining. Actually, the world... Yeah, but where does your funding come from? It's a state government. No, I mean, we are a promotion agency. Yes. We are non-profit. So, this is not, say, declining. Because our role is more regulatory and we promote. We are actually, our role is same like Tourism Malaysia and other tourism state promotion agency. So, in terms of declining, uh, we, we can talk about lots of operators. They've factored their business. So that's why we are so worrying about them. That's why we are keep pushing and keep promoting and do lots of initiatives such as pushing Selangor Lulu for domestic, splendid Selangor Take Me Anyway for international. So when we go to overseas, when we go to the domestic, we bring the operator with us. So the operator, what we call it, can promote through our roadshow. So that is actually our roles. So the declining is actually the tourism industry Stall, for example, when the pandemic hit, the PKPP, the MCO and so on, so they cannot take the tourists, right. the guests, hotel guests and so on. So, of course, their business affected. But now, I've been told by Malaysian Association of Hotel, Malaysian Budget Hotel of Selangor Chapter and so on, they're, they're full occupied. Yeah, they're they, 70% it, and so on. In fact, their problem is they don't have enough staff. Yeah, they, right. they do not have enough staff because the staff already venture to other industry. Mm-hmm. Because some of them said, if the pandemic hit again, then how they want to survive? That's why when we, we realise this situation, okay, we realise this situation, but... In other countries, tourism has been more emphasised by the government. So that's why Selangor State Government, through YB ESCO, YB Tuan Hiloisian, our ESCO for Tourism and Environment, emphasised. And our Chief Minister, uh, Yang Amat Bohmat, Datuk Sri Amirudin Syari, also mentioned that now in Rancangan Selangor Pertama, tourism is one of the pillars. In nine pillars, so tourism is including of the nine pillars. How does Tourism Selangor work with Tourism Malaysia? You mentioned just now you guys are very similar. Is there a competition going on or is there a lot of cooperation? A lot of cooperation. Actually, Tourism Malaysia is federal, but we are owned by the state government. But yeah, we, the fact that you are under different administrations, does it make things a bit more difficult, tricky? Not say tricky or difficult, because Tourism Malaysia is actually promoting for the 14 states in Malaysia. So we have a good collaboration with them. When they do roadshow in overseas, we join them. Right. When they do, do domestic roadshow, we join them because they actually facilitate us. Okay. And actually, they also providing grant for the tourism states. So that's why Tourism Malaysia, we also not competing with other tourism promotion agency or board in other states. We are complementing each other. So we actually have a collaboration with few states to tourism. How about this? You bring your tourists here, we bring the tourists over there. Asrul, you are effectively the salesperson in charge of marketing a product and that product is the state of Selangor. What would you say is the state's strongest selling point? Okay, that's a good one, kid. Selangor have a lot to offer. For example, we are now focusing on ecotourism. Okay? When the pandemic hit, lots of people were surprised that Skinchan have a paddy field. And then there's one uh, initiative by the private entities. They do this breakfast beside the paddy field. And you can see the sunset beside the paddy field and so on. And you mentioned the Sky Mirror Beach as well. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree with you because during the lockdown, I did discover a lot of the natural beauty that is Selangor. You know, I see people hiking, fishing and even glamping. Yes. Uh, 
I've been to Bukit Lagoon, Bukit Ceraka, Kuala Langat North. There are some of the current issues that have wow, uh, actually made the headlines. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a hiker. De-gazetting them or plans to do so would actually harm your product, right? What sort of say does Tourism Selangor have in talking to the state government about issues like these? Okay, very simple. I can't say much because that is not under our jurisdiction. Yeah, but it's a because product that you're selling, right? I agree. Okay, I, I give you this scenario. Now Tourism Selangor mm-hmm. are spearheading the Gombak Hulu Langat Geopark. Yes. Okay. Now, when we promoting the Gombak Hulangat Geopark, we are now in the midst of being recognized as the national geopark. Okay. And then after that, 2025, that we are going to UNESCO. So with this kind of uh, what we call it uh, initiative, we need to maintain how ecotourism balance with people. But are you picking certain areas to promote ecotourism while the others are left for development? It's not are that we are neglecting a few of uh, attraction because in terms of tourism, we also emphasize on safety. Yes. We emphasize on because we have uh, Selangor is comprised of nine districts. Okay. And we also have a local municipal council. All right. Then this all PBT we call it pihak perkuasaan tempatan. We have three yeah. local authorities. We have three uh, what we call it city council. Eh? Majlis Bandar Shalam, Majlis Bandar Petaling Jaya, Majlis Bandar Sepanjang. The others is uh, municipal council. Yeah. So each of them have the task to maintain the ecotourism. So if you mention that if we concentrate on tourism, is it a fact? the flora and fauna and so on. So actually not because the balance is happened in all over the world. I've been mm. a lot of places in the world. Do, do you work with say NGOs like Sahabat Alam Malaysia because they know what should be protected and what should not be protected, what tourists might actually want to look at. Do you work with NGOs like this? Definitely the NGOs opinion. We uh, emphasize on what their opinion, their suggestion, their consultation and so on. Mm-hmm. But definitely through the state government, that I don't want to touch other people's jurisdiction. Tourism Selangor mainly for to promote tourism. And you mentioned, but yes, it, I mean, like because I said, that it, it is your product. Your, when, yeah. you, when you are promoting your product and the product is actually is eco. Am I right? Yeah. So how we want to preserve, because we already mentioned that, okay, of course, when tourists flock in to these places, the, what we call it, environment, we need to keep it, isn't it? Yeah. All right? So, how about this? If we do not bring tourists to know how important mangrove, how important this reserve forest and so on, how people know? Yeah, I understand that. But you don't want it to get to a point where when you go to Cameron Highlands, it's so overdeveloped. When I take a drive up to Ipoh and I see limestone hills being carved to death, we don't want a situation like that. And thankfully, it hasn't quite happened to that extent in Selangor yet, right? Yeah, I agree with you. But at the end of the day, the most important thing that in Selangor, Selangor State Government emphasised on ecotourism. Why? We want to educate people. And there's a segment called education tourism. Uh-huh. So that's why Geopark Gombak Hululangat is actually education tourism also. Because when people have been educated, how important this uh, environment, we need to keep the flora and fauna, then they will know. They will not destroy the forest. They will keep the environment as clean as, as what should be. Because that is the way how our next generation to experience it. Speaking of next generation as well, I do remember going to Kuala Selangor to see the fireflies when I was a kid. And that was 40 years ago, actually. And I went again in 2014. It's vastly different. It looks really, really overly touristic. 
what do you think tourism operators should do to ensure that attractions like these don't become too overdeveloped, too over-touristy, so to speak? Okay, this, the words of over-touristy, definitely yeah. lots of countries. I, I've been travel to... I, I do agree with you. Yeah, yeah because but we don't want it to happen here, right? Yeah. I, I agree with you. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is how they make sure that the numbers visiting lots of places, we have a limited of numbers. Okay, this location, this tourism attraction, for today only, for example, 500 people. Then, enough. Mm-hmm. Because... After that, we need to keep it clean. We need to, what we call it, make sure there's no garbage being left over and so on. So especially when we talk about these flora and fauna, they're very sensitive. You must have these kind of guidelines that tourists not over because they will create harm to these insects like fireflies and so on. So I agree with you. The most important thing is how you enforce Enforcement are very important. For example, I give you this scenario. When people are flocking in in fireflies to watch the fireflies, to go to the sky mirror, to go to this uh, waterfall in mm-hmm. Selangor and so mm-hmm. on. Of course, definitely. The question, we have lots of uh, animals like monkeys, sting monkeys and so on. Yes. And fireflies. So actually, we, we, we're afraid of this uh, sting. Eh? So the problem is now, how we want to juggling between commercialize and environment, tourism and the operator. And how do you do that? It's very simple that we work with the municipal council, we call upon operator and have a workshop with them and we educate them. We mention about the guideline because actually, other than Tourism Malaysia, we also work closely with the MOTEC, Ministry of Tourism, Arts and Culture because MOTEC is the one who gives the license mm-hmm. for this operator because the license operator is actually, it's been uh, what we call license. So license operator is actually a good one, but not license, we actually educate them and slowly they will get the license. Asra, I also want to pick your brains as well on, on this. I recently heard Menteri Besar Amiruddin Shari talked about a third seaport to be built on Pulau Keri. And I remember Keri Island being the home of the Mameri Orang Asli tribe. I've visited their cultural centre. It's really fascinating and sad to say that it's only 2,000 of them living there. I was wondering what tourism Selangor does to engage with the local people there, connect them with the state development agencies to ensure that, you know, it's tourism, not just for tourism's sake, but also to educate visitors. I can assure you, kids, actually Mahmeri Cultural Village, we are promoting the Mahmeri culture to the international tourists and also domestic tourists. That is one of our efforts. We also bring... The Mahmeri, we have a lots of tribes in, in, in Selangor. We have Mahmeri, Temuan and so on. So Mahmeri, when we mention about the Mahmeri, the Mahmeri dance was very famous in international. We bring them to ITB Berlin, WTM London and so on. So the reception is overwhelming. So the answer is we balance by promoting them to tourism and they do their own uh, craft and handcraft yeah. I think so they're carving woods and so on so we help them to promote through our website and so on actually if you go to discover Selangor Instagram and then Selangor.travel we're promoting them a lot Mahmeri actually Azrul Shah Mohammed, the CEO of Tourism Selangor, Selangor State's main salesperson. This has been The Breakfast Grill. I'm Keith Kam for BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 
The BFM Breakfast Grill is brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.